It is something to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, it's a great day and a great time to, to be in the house of the Lord. Unity, congratulations today. Every, every accolade, every celebration, every praise, every moment of worship, every hallelujah, every thank you, Jesus. To this mighty pastor and to his beautiful first lady, to to the assistants and the officers and the members of Unity Worship Center, happy anniversary. It, uh, it's an honor for me to be here, uh, to stand in this place other than a funeral. And uh, it feels a little funny to me and uh, I'm, I'm just trying to get used to standing in the middle and not over at the side. So y'all give me a moment. It's, it's a little different. Uh, it, it, it's a little different to be in a worship setting and not a funeral setting. Uh, the, the difference between the two is that the service, the funeral, you're saying goodbye. At worship, you're telling God hello. You, you, you're telling God thank you and uh, on, on this day I, I, I feel like telling him thank you I, I don't know if y'all bumped into the same God that I've bumped into I, I'm just, just, just asking I, I don't know but uh, the, the God I've bumped into when, when he gets through with you you just keep saying this word won't he do it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, Elder Larry, this day representing the city, it, it's a, it's an awesome, awesome day. You, I, 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 I need y'all to understand who uh, who Elder Larry is. Now, y'all, y'all listen to me. He's a black man in the mayor's office. Y'all didn't catch that, did you? you, you now, for 40 years ago, that, that would never would have happened. But, but y'all got to watch God. Right? Y'all got to watch God do stuff. And... Uh, and and and, and 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 just don't think yeah 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 i i i know you may not think we don't have representation of things but 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 i need to y'all to watch god work now he's not McDonald's. You you got to let God work at his time. 
and, and then you suddenly see people that you never would have thought in high places doing stuff representing us. Now here's the kicker. He's also part of the church. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes if, if you see him downtown, if you catch him right, he'll, he'll cut a rug for you because he knows of the goodness of the Lord. That you, you, you got to get him. Larry, not, no, no, you're in the middle of the street, Larry. Come, come over here on the sidewalk. Amen. 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 But, 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 but we are glad. Uh, Sister Norlicia, Sister Kim, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Y'all have been here to open the doors for us and uh, answering telephone calls and and keeping all the funeral directors straight. And I'm not going to lie, we can be something to deal with. I thought you'd shout right there. Yeah, amen, amen. We, we, we can be something to deal with. And I, I want to personally tell you, thank you. Uh, Bishop, listen to me, and, and I'm going to get to this word, and, and I'll be out your way. I know you hear strange stuff, but listen to me. Don't let anybody tell you what you're doing is not worth it. I know, I know people out here are going crazy, and I know they say all kind of crazy stuff to you. I know. But don't let anybody tell you because they don't know where you've come from. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know how you've set up at night. They, they don't know how you've cried at night. So don't, don't let nobody tell you that this, that unity is not worth it. Because God's in charge of this. I, I like talking to Bishop because Bishop's knowledge of God allows him to see stuff in the future. He, he sees the parking lot full. He, he sees every seat full. He, he sees, you know, television ministry. He just, he sees, and I'm like, Bishop, ain't nobody here but me and you. <laughs> And he goes, yeah, but Brother John, I'm trying to tell you what the Lord is doing. I'm, I'm, I mean, stuff gets done for unity out of just people come by and go, you know, Bishop, we'll do this for you. And he goes, praise God. And it just, it just happens for this church. And the reason it happens for this church is because God's hand is on this church. There's a scripture I want y'all to look at with me. It, it's found in the book of Genesis. Genesis 50, verses 17 through, through 20. We'll, we'll, we'll read through 20. Here, here's, here, here's a 
Here's a word. Listen. Let me start with verse 16 because I, I want y'all to see exactly where I'm going. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, thy father did command before he died, saying, so shall ye say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of your brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of thy servants, servants of God, of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Uh, you may be seated. In the house of God, for the people of God, praise be to God. For a few moments of your time, I, I, I just want to talk about, I don't look like what I've been through. I don't, I don't look like what I've been through. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, we come right now. We're, we're standing in worship service at unity, oh, gracious God. We want to thank you for this awesome opportunity. We, we want to ask now that you would bless this pastor and his first lady. We, we we're asking now that you would bless the first lady of West Bend and that you would bless the members of West Bend. We're, we're asking that you, you're here. We, we felt your spirit. So we're asking now, God, that you would take a moment and speak through me, speak to me, speak for me. You speak until you get through. And we'll be so careful to give you the praise and give you the glory. God, you're worthy to be praised. So we're asking right now, gracious God, that you would hide me behind thy cross and allow these your people be lifted up because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So thank you right now, God. I'm asking that the spirit of the living God fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God fall fresh on me. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I don't look like. Well, now. Hold on a moment. 
Here, baby. Hello. How is everybody? Let me introduce myself. My name is Zephneth Panea, The mighty Pharaoh gave me that name because I told him what his dreams meant. He also gave me a wife. Her name is Azneth. I call her my honey bun because her kisses are as sweet as honey. Together, we are the parents of two rambunctious boys. Their names are Manasseh and Ephraim. Y'all keep looking at me like y'all have no idea who I am. Can I tell y'all a secret? Come over here. It's me, Joseph. What one of the 12 sons of Jacob. I, I have been in Egypt almost 30 years. My skin has been touched by the rays of the sun to the point I now blend in with Pharaoh's house and the culture of Egypt. My life in no way has been a fairy tale. In a matter of moments, I have gone from the security of my father to being put in a pit, from the pit being sold to Mr. Potiphar, and from Mr. Potiphar's house to prison, and then from prison I'm standing in the Egyptian palace of Pharaoh. Anytime I tell my story with tears in my eyes, I tell them, baby, I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Y'all don't understand. Because God has smiled on me. Because God has delivered me. Because God has been with me. Because God has shown favor to me. I sit second chariot to Pharaoh himself. I now have the power of Pharaoh in my hand. I have the prestige of Pharaoh around my shoulders. I have the prosperity of Pharaoh laid at my feet. My clothes come from his closet. I dress like Pharaoh. My rings and my gold chains come from his jewelry store. I style like Pharaoh. I talk like he does. I walk like he does. I move 
like he does. I, I, I get my hair cut by the same barber. Uh, just like he does, I've got Pharaoh down to a T. My swag is cool and smooth. See, I received all these things because I was able to interpret the dreams of this great man to tell him God was showing him something. That Egypt had seven years where the land had plenty and would be very prosperous and all the land would have joy. But to also tell the king of Egypt that the land of Egypt would go through a famine that the world has never seen. And it also would be the last seven years and all in the land would have trouble. When he heard these words, he put me in charge of the wealth and health of Egypt. During the seven years of plenty, in every city, in every town, in every village, in every corner of Egypt, we stored food. We stored the corn. We stored the wheat. We stored the barley. We even stored hay for the cows and grain for the pigs and the goats. We stored enough food that when we could feed all of Egypt and you too. Now that the famine has come, it's worse than what we could imagine. Egypt has become desolate, forsaken, empty, lonesome, bleak, despaired. Nothing grows. There's nothing extra. There's no fat in the land at all. This famine is bad. But we are prepared. This famine is bad. But we have all our bases covered. This famine is really bad. But we are trying to adjust. Uh, uh, not to live in our wants, but to live in our daily need. Uh, uh, this pandemic, oh, excuse me, is really, really bad. Uh, 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 but, but, but we are of one mind that we will survive this one day at a time. This famine is absolutely horrible. But we have discovered that God is a provider. God is a keeper. God is a sustainer. And behind every dark cloud, the sun still shines because God is still in control. Now that the famine is here, 
the survival of Egypt is in my hands. The distribution of food and where it goes comes from my command. The famine has spread far and wide. People are coming to Egypt to get food from everywhere. That they're coming from the south. They're coming from the west. They're coming from the east. They're coming to this land to see me. To help them out of a starving situation. Did, did I tell y'all they were coming from the northeast? From the land of Canaan? One day, while I was in the over office, uh, sitting on my throne as the governor ruling over the land of Egypt, I noticed a fragrance. of the room began to change. My nostrils picked up a strong scent of the four-legged wood animal. The ones I used to tend. Uh, you, you know, I, I smelled sheep. With, with just a hint of the smell from the hill country of Hebron. Mixed in with good measure. I, I, I took in a deep breath. I closed my eyes and I remembered for a moment what it was like to run through the meadows of the land of Canaan, the home of my family, the home of my father. And when I opened my eyes, there was a group of 10 men standing before me. I was in shock. I was dumbfounded. I was startled. I was surprised. What I'm about to tell you is just so blasted unbelievable. But standing right before me, in front of me, were my brothers. Look at them. They're bowing before me. Just like my dream said they would. Look, there's Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Naphtali, there's Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulun. I looked for Benjamin, but he was not with them. As I looked at each of them, eyeball to eyeball, I, I was just so glad to see them. I almost did my happy dance. I, I really just wanted to run and jump in their arms. But I realized 
as they are looking at me, they have no idea who I am. How do you not recognize your own brother? How do you not know your own flesh and blood? How do you not understand that we have the same DNA? I don't need Murray to tell me nothing. His name is Jacob. He is the son of Isaac and the grandson of Abraham. And he's our daddy. Now that I have perceived that they have no knowledge of my identity. I'm just a little perturbed. Y'all act like y'all ain't never been mad before. And I talked to them harshly. I talked to them in the language of the Egyptians. And to make sure that they understood every word I said, I spoke to them through an interpreter. I said to them, where do you come from? They said, we are from the land of Canaan. Immediately, I caused the conversation to go sideways or to go from bad to worse. I said to them, you are spies. They said, no, my Lord, we, we've just come to buy food. We are 12 sons from one man. Our youngest brother is home and our other brother is no longer with us. We've just come to buy food and go home. I told them, I don't care what you have come to do in my book. You are spies. I tell you what, if you want to prove yourself, then one of you go home to get your little brother and bring him back. And that will prove to me that you're not spies. But while you're making up your mind who's going, I think all of you need to spend time in jail. And I watched them parade my brothers out of my sight. All the things they had put me through. All the grief that they caused me. All the problems they made for me in my life. All came rushing back like a flood. And I stood up from my seat with tears in my eyes. But I kept my composure. Because what I really wanted to scream at them as they left my chamber was this. 
where is my daddy and where is my coat of many colors? And I left them in jail for three whole days. look at me like that. Remember, they started this stuff. I know you want me to have mercy, but right now I'm dealing with an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. At the end of the three days, I freed them from prison with one stipulation to ensure they will return, I said, I will hold Simeon until you come back with your brother. That will prove to me that you are not spies. Now get out of my face. I know I'm being nasty and mean, but doggone it, they deserve every bit of it. Plus more. Uh, but I'm also being gracious because I've told my servants to fill each sack with food and return each man's money in full. Some time has passed when I noticed my brothers were back in town. When, when I saw Benjamin, my, my heart raced like a stallion. I told my servants to take the men to my house and make ready a feast. I'll be home at noon. Once I arrived at home, I returned Simeon to the group. And when the feast began, I had them to sit in the order of their birthright. Then I asked my brothers of the well-being of the old man that they spake of, and they informed me that he was well and full of life. Then I looked down at the end of the table and I noticed my baby brother Benjamin. He looked so much like our mother. I couldn't contain myself uh, any longer. I excused myself from the table and, and, and I went to my bedroom and I wept because my heart was full of joy. My family that I longed for is sitting around the table. As dinner comes to close, I, I inform my sermon, my servants to fill their sacks with as much food as they could carry. But take my silver cup and put it in Benjamin's bag. As I dismiss the men to go back home. I waited until they were just beyond the city gates. <laughs> I sent my men to arrest them. The charge I set before them was stealing, unlawful taking in the first degree. When they brought my brothers back before me, 
they fell out before me like dead men. Pleading for their lives, I pretended to be mad as a wet hen. I raised my voice as loud and as rough as I could get it. I, 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 I told them, what, what have you done? You have stolen from the house of Pharaoh. And you didn't think I would find out? The punishment is simple and final. The one who possesses the cup shall be my slave forever. They all yelled in unison, no. And they opened the bags and discovered the cup in Benjamin's belongings. And they ran over to Benjamin, making a circle around him. They were wailing, screaming, moaning, groaning, protesting, begging, whining, griping, mumbling, complaining, just flat out belly aching. Now, I have to be honest, I did enjoy watching them gravel for a while. I allowed Judah to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. And the more he talked, the more I listened. And the more I listened, my pride started to go away. The more I listened, I lost all my self-pity. The more I listened, I began to lose my anger. The more I listened, my mind got regulated. The more I listened, my, my heart got filled with joy. The more I listened, my soul got filled with hope. The more I listened, my eyes swelled up with tears. The more I listened, the more I wanted to wrap my arms around my brother. The more I listened, I discovered I could not contain myself anymore. I just wanted to tell them who I was. So I commanded all my servants, including my interpreter, to leave my house. And when the house was clear, it was just me and my brothers, just like it used to be in the meadows of Dothan, in the land of Canaan. I didn't know how to tell them because I really wanted to cuss them out first, but I couldn't. I, I, I really wanted to tell them off. But I couldn't. I, I really wanted to give them a piece of my mind. But I couldn't. So I mustered up all the courage I had and just said it. I am Joseph. You see that look of shock on their face right there with their mouths open? You could have bought them with a piece of silver. So I said it again. 
of Israel out of Egypt if you can wait till Joshua fits the battle of Jericho if you can wait until Samson kills 3,000 Philistines if you can wait until David becomes king of Israel if you can wait until Solomon builds the temple and dedicates it to God. If you can wait to hear the prophets prophesy that somebody is coming, somebody's coming through 42 generations, somebody's coming through the tribe of Judah, somebody's coming born in Bethlehem. He's God's only son, 100% man, 100% God. He's God manifested in flesh. He's the savior of the world. His name is Jesus. He fed 5,000 like it was Golden Corral. He calmed the raging storm. Between master, don't you care? And peace be still. He healed the sick and raised the dead. But it was in the garden that he was betrayed with a kiss. And they took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. He was spit on, blindfolded, slapped punched, hair pulled from his beard. He's been cursed, cussed, chastised. He was beaten beyond recognition, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised 
for our iniquities. Flesh is missing from his body because by his stripes we are healed. Now I need y'all to understand that Jesus paid it all at the cross. Nails in his hands at the cross. Nails in his feet at the cross. They lifted him between heaven and earth at the cross. Blood flowed from Emmanuel's veins at the cross. My sins got washed away at the cross. My soul got saved at the cross. He became my savior at the cross. At the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now and now I'm happy all the day at the cross bowed his head and died till the sun refused to shine died till the soldiers said this must be the son of God died bowed his head died they took him off the cross that was Friday stayed in the grave all night Friday stayed in the grave all day Saturday stayed in the grave all night Saturday but early early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands can't you see him standing there I don't look like what I've been through. Is there anybody here? No, my Jesus. Won't he fix it? Won't he do it? Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Say yeah. Yeah.